Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast on a dreary Sunday. It's not been nice to watch out the window and, and similar to that, Corny Fatoum, are you awake Angie? You're still with us, did you? Did you I'm s- with us because I think yet again I won the uh, prize for correct score, in fact no score, and uh, you had us winning and I had us making a draw on each. Yeah, you are 1-0 up, Angela. It hasn't been a good week. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's podcast. There is nothing else to say. Quit while you're on top. Bad luck, Ian. Well, even if you do win it 1-0, I'm still 4-0 up. Only in your mind. Oh, I'm 4-0 up, Angela. (laughs) Yeah, but you are getting some momentum. you got uh, the World Cup right, obviously, because I've got Japan. Ian, even though it was perhaps one of the most dreary matches we've uh, had the misfortune to watch, and there's been a few in the last few seasons, if somebody had said we'd have been unbeaten in those last four games, you'd have ripped the hand off. If we'd have said that we'd got ten points, then you'd have even more ripped the hand, ripped the hand off, wouldn't you? So I'm quite happy with it, even though I thought it was one of the most depressing games I've ever been to. Yeah, and it wasn't great to watch, to be honest. I mean, I was there trying to stay awake. It was freezing as well, which doesn't help. Um, but I was happy to an extent with the defensive display. I thought defensively we were okay. But this is the problem we're going to have, Ange, now. Because the next three games, which we're going to talk about later, it's going to be difficult because we are going to have more of the ball. And, I, and this is where, for me, the real test is for Alex Neal now. Because whenever we go up against teams that sit back, this is where these players really in their crust because they've got to break teams down and, and score goals from nothing. And it's going to be a difficult couple of games now, isn't it? But before we do, we'll go into the match stats from yesterday. I'll get out of bed to, to tell them you. Possession, we won yesterday, 59-41. to 41. They had 11 shots to our seven. Shots on target were pretty... Pretty low, <laughs> with three from them on target, one from us. They had seven corners, to our one. Fouls we won again still, 16-6, to six, which for the first time we've done in four games is control the possession. And we never looked like scoring, did we, Andy? No, we had a couple of chances. One when Larice should have left it and one when Gale had a, he either would have gone under the keeper or over he did neither, although the keeper made the save, but... Look, we can we can talk about our chances. Our great goalkeeper Jack Bonham showed his worth again yesterday. Yeah, he did. There was no question about that. But I mean, do you think we were lucky yesterday, or do you think we did deserve a draw out of that game? Uh, I thought they were way the best team in the second half. Um, I thought we were slightly better in the first half. I was happy with the draw. With 15 minutes to go, I was just waiting for them to score. I thought they deserved to win, but I'll take a point. And a clean sheet. Well, of course, yeah. You'll have to take the clean sheet because it's there. But like I say, looking at those stats, I am still a bit worried the fact that we aren't able to break teams down. I think that was a big thing that we saw yesterday, that we we just struggled to get round them, didn't we? We, we, is Is this a new issue for Alex Neal to figure out is how to break teams that can defend, break them down and get round them. Because I think there's only probably, what, one or two opportunities, Gale and Lloris, where he should have left it, where we look like we could get near him. Well, that's what I think has always been the problem with Stoke in this this league, uh, and it doesn't seem to be improved, that if somebody plays in a low or a mid-block, we've got no idea how to break them down. And I don't think we have that uh, fox-in-the-box striker if the ball gets through him through to him and we also don't have anybody with enough creativity uh, to make that chance so I think we're going to continue to struggle against teams like that Yeah it is a worry so now we're going to everybody's favourite part of the week I keep saying that and I don't know if it is because I never really ask Uh, Player rating so we go in with Jack Bonham Well I'm going to go controversial here Man of the Match 8 yeah, he's my man of the match again. That's two weeks in a row for Jack Bottom. I think he was really good in goal. Um, I thought his positioning was really good. He was cleared everything that needed to be cleared. Um, 
and I, I think the late save against Wintle, an ex-crew man, isn't he? Wintle, and um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good display, wasn't it? It's it's nice to have that because you know, in past years when we lost a player like Travers, who ends up going back to sit on the bench at Bournemouth, it does cost us, doesn't it? But Jack's come in, and, and like I say, he's been two weeks in a row, be man of the match. Yeah, and you know. I don't know if you remember, Rose made a horrendous mistake and he was on onto it and alert and he cleared that one. I thought he did really well with corners. I mean, he came out and he, he palmed one away and punched another away that were dangerous. And the save he made at the end, virtually the last kick of the match, almost similar to the one that he got a fingertip on and knocked onto the post. But the, the one in the second half, I mean, that saved us, saved us the points. And I think he's been really good. Um, and the one thing I like about him is... He gets his foot through the ball and gets rid of it if we're under pressure. He doesn't try and do a, 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 a messy pass, as in Liam or Messi, to a fullback. I thought he was really, really good, and I'm dead sure for it. Yeah, I am. I think he, he, he's really putting in a good case to be kept in. You know, it means we can maybe look at using the Travers budget elsewhere if he continues these performances, because he saved us again this week with that save from Wintle, ex crew man. And. Let, let's carry on going with you. So we move into Hoover. Now, I thought he looked absolutely shattered after about 15 minutes. He defended okay. Well, he defended quite well, but I'd give him a rest now. I, I just think he looks out on his feet. He wasn't as adventurous as he has been in the past, but seriously, he, he just looks so tired to me. I'd, I'd rest him, I'd bench him. Yeah, but I thought he did play well, Hoover. I mean, he gets a, he gets a seven from me, Hoover. I like, yeah, haven't let me give him his score. I'm giving him a seven. Yeah, because I, I thought he overlapped well. And I, what one thing, little skill I've seen him do recently, which I've liked as well, is how he controls long passes. Just a little flick to put it in front of himself, and then he's on to it. Yeah, I thought, yeah, he's good at that. He, yeah. he really. Look, I think he does overlap well, and I think I don't want to see him drop dance because he's he's looking in good form. And what I don't want us to do is start swapping and changing left, right and centre. If we, could, if, if we had a midweek game, I'd probably go, yeah, drop him for the midweek game, bring him back in Saturday. But we've got another week's rest, haven't we? So I'd, I'd keep him in because I, I think he was working well with Lloris. I think partnerships are starting to grow now. And I liked him. He did look tired. and But that's where I think subs were smartly, really, by Alex Neal, which we can go on later on. But, yeah, he gets a seven. I thought he was good. Now we move into Ender Stevens. Well, Ender Stevens had a decent game actually. You don't you don't see him do anything outstanding, but uh, thought he played well. I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, I'm going to go six. I thought he made some really good blocks, especially in the second half when we were getting battered. But I think his passing let him down. Saturday, I think there was quite a few. I remember counting three misplaced passes that got Cardiff back into it when if he'd bombed forward and broke properly, we, we could have got away. So he's getting a six, but he's still good. I'm yeah, impressed he's solid, with him. He? Yeah, he's, he's, he's solid, steady. He? He's steady. He's the first time we've had a steady left-back since Eric Peters. Well, the young Eric Peters, yeah. not the one towards the end. So I'm impressed with him, to be fair. He, he, does, he doesn't look a man of his age or play like a man of his age. So I'm impressed. Right, now we move into McNally. I thought McNally played very well, actually. I thought he, he looked good on the ball. I thought he defended well. He's come on a bit in the last couple of games. Seven. Yeah, I'll go on for steady six. I'm liking him. I really am liking him. And I think, to be honest, if there's a possibility of getting him permanent, do you reckon there is? I don't know, but I thought he was our best defender yesterday. Yeah, because I like how he reads the game and he's very good at stepping up to sort of calm Cardiff down, stop them trying to, to try and break the offside trap, which I liked about him. I like that Michael Rose is 26, but McNally's the one guiding him, which which is something <laughs> I haven't seen for a while. But I, yeah. I see a good player in him, and he's somebody I wouldn't mind assigning. I think he stepped in for Ben Wilmot incredibly well. Because, I mean, have, have we now not conceded a goal since Wilmot's been out of the team? I think we've conceded one. So it's not good reading for Wilmot. So... Yeah, he, get, he he was good. Right, now we move into Michael Rose. I thought he had just marginally better than the stinker. I thought he was sloppy with his passing, particularly that one that Bonham managed to help get us out of trouble with. 
So for me, he's getting a five. Um, yeah, he's getting a five with me. I mean, I, I think he did hold up well with Matey. His name is. I butcher everyone's names. I can. I only. I can only apologise. But I think he held up physically with him because that was always going to be a difficult dog fight. He's a powerful forward. Um, I think he held up with that, but he did ruin a lot of our our counter attack play with horrendous misplaced passes. A very important header towards the end of the first half as well, which could have conceded a goal. Very good header away. Very yeah. very impressed with. He's now heading the ball, which. You have to give him credit for because he, he seemed to be scared of it in his first few games. He's steady defensively, and he was yesterday, but defensively, uh, possessional-wise, he cost us yesterday, really, which is why he's got the mid-of-the-way mark. Right, now we go in with returning, luckily not properly injured, Ben Pearson. Yeah, I thought Ben Pearson was probably our best outfield player yesterday I've given Bonham man of the match but I thought he kept going he never stopped running and he he was um, he was strong once in the tackle he wasn't he wasn't having anybody push him around yesterday so um, his game reading was good he, he didn't sort of get into too much trouble there was one wonderful passage of play in the second half which I'm sure you remember where he was in our defending in our penalty area he was in a one-on-one with a bloke and he managed to get himself in front of the bloke, uh, pretend he got polaxed and went on his knees with his arms in the air uh, to get us a free kick. And he typified, and he wanted a free kick, he typified how hard he worked yesterday. So for me, he's getting a seven and a half. Well, as you've done seven and a half, Angie, I'm going to do quarter eight. <laughs> score. Because <laughs> I, I, I was really impressed with Pearson. I, I loved how he was... He was keeping the pressure up on Cardiff. He was possessionally the best player on the pitch for me. Yeah, I agree with you. He seems to know where be, which is a big improvement from the midfielders we've had. The way I see how Pearson plays was the way I thought Joe Allen was going to play, which he never did, which was a bit of a fox in the hole. He covered back, made a couple of really good tackles, but I like how he was mopping things up. So whenever there was a mistake in the midfield or they were breaking, Ben Pearson was there, which has really improved us defensively because he's 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 giving that rest to his defence because before we were so deep, he just had to break. But now Pearson's trying to put that pressure up, but he, he isn't a possessional player, we get that. But defensively, he was brilliant yesterday. He didn't do a foot wrong for me. And... Yeah, very good. Now we go into Wootit Bergy. Well, I tell you, I thought he had a poor game yesterday. He did a couple of great passes, and I thought, oh, that's brilliant. And then after that, he couldn't pass to a stoke player to save his life. I don't know whether he just thought his two Hollywood passes would uh, continue, but I thought he was poor yesterday. You can't fault him for trying. You can't fault him for effort, but yesterday you could fault him for not finding a Stoke player uh, after two passes. I thought he wasn't very good at all. Five. Yeah, he gets a four from me, which is hard for me today because I do love him. Um, yeah. yeah he, I didn't he, think you'd like Burgess, to be honest. Oh, they're favourite meal, and you know this. Uh, I, I thought he was. I thought I, I like his attitude, and I think he has got that killer pass, anti. But yesterday, yeah. I just don't think he had that that opportunity to break forward like he normally does because he's very good at box-to-box, brilliant at picking oh, yeah, the ball. Yeah, and perhaps he plays better with one shoe off. Yeah, yeah, it might be the key. <laughs> but, yeah, he was poor possession-wise. I, I think he, at times, I think he was just getting confused. But I think, I wonder if it's because of the Basel shirt and the Cardiff shirt, was he getting confused to which team? Because he, 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 does, he does remind me of a bit of a nutty, to be honest. But you, know, but you know at times, Ian, I'm not sure if he's sure what role he plays. Yeah, because yeah. You don't know where he is some of the times, do you? And then he, he pops up here. I, I'm not sure if um, he's got um, a role that I'm, I'm comfortable with at the moment. Because he just seems to do his own thing. But he kept going and he, we won. So I'm quite happy. He wasn't at his best. Yeah. Having said that, though... We didn't win, when you think about it, I Having said that, when you think about it, um, when he went off, 
I don't think the midfield was as good. Even no, though, no. I know we'll talk about the people that came on, but I don't think they were anywhere near as hard working as he is. Well, I'll tell you the thing about Berger. He's got that same craziness and that that look of lazy that Nzonzi had. Nzonzi yeah, was yeah. exactly the same. He, he, you didn't see his work till he wasn't there. You know, when, right. when he when he was sold to Sevilla, we fell apart as a team. We completely yeah. showed you what how good he was. And I think that's that. I think Berger's got that role now. It's a big role, but I think, I think he causes a lot of damage without really meaning to. That's why I think he's a bit of a nutter because he just gets in the way of people and he he just doesn't yeah. care. You could you could tell he's a very arrogant Dutchman, but he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't his greatest performance. But we we look worse without him. Right now, um, teacher's pet Johnson. Right. Well, if I thought Berger didn't play very well. I thought Johnson was worse. Um, I'd, his passing, he just everything he tried yesterday was just awful, in my opinion. I, I I know he tries and I know he's industrious, but I just think for the last couple of games he hasn't been great. I really don't think he's been great. I'm just trying to think of something good he did. I can't think of anything good he did. I know that sounds awful, but just thought he generally had a had a bad game and his passing, as I say, was awful. And I'm going to give him uh, a four because every every place he pass he did was misplaced. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. He did do one good thing. He did put a lovely ball through to Gale in in the first half. That that was it, really. He wasn't uh, he wasn't there, was he? I, I can't remember him. No, there was something not right. Yeah, he killed everything. <laughs> to be honest, he killed every apart from that pass for Gale. Every time he got in good position, he wasted the ball. He wasted the possession. He, he graphs and he works. He get, I mean, he gets a four from me. I don't think he's played really well. I think every game since the first couple he played, I think he's gone backwards. Yeah, I can understand why Preston have left him. And this is why I was hinting last week of should we move Vidigal into the middle. Because I'm, I'm now here, I can't really talk about Johnson as a performance because I can't really... Apart from that pass and a couple of misplaced ones... I can't remember him doing anything. So well, he just makes the wrong choice for me. Every pass that Tottenham uh, yesterday was the wrong choice, apart from the one you've mentioned, which I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, he gets a four for me. I can't go any higher. Now, this is a player we that people want me to talk about because he asked me that on the on my group page. What's going on with Vidigal? I thought he was out of position a lot. I didn't think he was in the game much, and he's started now to create and his arms about which isn't a good sign that could be frustration um, I'm not sure if he's 100% fit or whether he feels 100% fit because to me he was way off the pace he had one spectacular effort do you remember that almost went halfway between the corner flag and the middle of the stand in the second half I just didn't think he was good at all and he's getting a four but as I say I, he's not, he don't look the player he was before he got injured yeah, I follow that up. I go with a four for me. I, I think he's a bit too wide from what I'm looking at. I think with the way we're playing now, I think he's better in the middle. I think he'd be better in Johnson's role instead of Johnson for me. That's why I was into at it last week because I think sometimes, like he's really good at coming in and finding space. And I think if he was in the middle, he'd be able to find that more free, freedom on the left or the right. I'd rather see Hackey on that left than him. Because I think Vidigal would drop behind the striker and I think he'd score a lot of goals playing as a cam rather than on the left side. Because yesterday, I agree with you, he, he, was, he went missing too much and I think the ex-lad from Cruz, I mean, Cardiff do like a crew lad, I've got to be honest, Dave. I can't say his name, it's NG. Yeah, NG. He, he had him in his pocket. He truly did, which is why he's getting a four. Have somebody in your pocket here when, when they're not running. And when you're not running as a forward, don't get me started on what he did defensively because he did nothing. He hardly tracked back. I just yeah. thought he looked uh, way off the pace um, and I'd have taken him off earlier. The thing is with him, though, because people have been saying they, they, they've not seen anything from him since. I know he scored, when was the last time he scored? I know he scored four. And he was quite explosive when he first came in, but since he's come back from that injury he, he has looked off the mark and he? he really has i yeah. mean he didn't do much last game as well um no. 
I don't think dropping him's the best thing to do at the moment, but when you've got Hacker and the way he's, he performed in the last game, do you agree with me? I think Hacker was missed yesterday. Well, when he came on, I thought um, he wasn't much better, if I'm honest with you. I thought he tried to do too much on his own. Um, he was better, marginally better than Vidigal, but I didn't think he was that good. Uh, if I'm being brutally honest, I thought he was. He should maybe if he'd have come on earlier, he'd have done a bit better. But I didn't think he was brilliant. In fact, it wasn't a game for anybody brilliant, really, was it? No. He made he... a lot of wrong decisions as well. Yeah, Max that... made a lot of wrong, wrong decisions the, the, the problem is with what I saw yesterday in Vidigal is I, I just don't think he's quite fit yet. I think he does need to maybe be moved around a bit. Maybe he might be better in the middle or maybe up top, to be honest. But yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't like him there yesterday. He, he just didn't move around enough. Found space. He's brilliant at finding space. But you've got to run when you get it, and he didn't. Absolutely. Right, now we go with your man of the match last week, Lloris. Yes. Now, I, I'm I'm just hoping that because of Pitt Bottom as man of the match this week, he doesn't have a performance like Lloris had yesterday after me picking him as man of the match. Look, he's a bit Jacob Brownish. He tries and tries and tries. But he messed everything up, didn't he? He's got so much energy. Um, and he clearly is patching about the club. Because already you can see when he had that one chance where he should have left it for Gale, I think it was, and he spun and tried to hit it, he was battering the turf. But um, I, I just like to see the bloke in the side because he, he, he gives us a lift. The, the way he plays raises the intensity of our team, I think. But yesterday wasn't a great game for him and he's getting a six. Yeah, I'll go on with a five again with Larissa. I, th- I think he's he, he covered a lot of ground, grafted hard. He kept Cardiff away from us when we were under pressure. I thought he did that very well. But, yeah, he is very Jacob Brownish. He, he is very hit and miss with his attacking threat. I mean, he looked brilliant against Middlesbrough, but then yesterday, I mean, that shot... I mean, let's be honest, if he'd left that, Gale was in. <laughs> Gale was in. <laughs> And, and the thing is, I trust Gale. Even though he has, he's only scored once for Stoke, I do trust him in front of goal, Gale. Because the, the thing is with Gale since he joined Stoke, he's never had a clear shot at goal. He's, he's been pretty unlucky, really. But I, I can't blame him. It was a, it's one of them, isn't he? But he was brilliant. He's, he's been a brilliant signing, Larry, so I can't really knock him. Right, now we move into the returning man, Gale. Yeah, I thought he had... Look, he leads the line well and he moves off the ball incredibly well. He, he just knows where the ball's going to go, I think, more than not. Unfortunately, his shooting boots have been left somewhere else. Um, he had that one chance where he had to go over the keeper or, or under him and he went. He tried to go over him and the keeper read it and blocked it. Uh, I thought he ran his heart out. He'll always run his heart out. He's not going to score many for Stoke. I thought he fell over quite a lot yesterday. And, you know, he's played, what is it... About 40 games for us now, and he scored three goals, which isn't really a great return for somebody that's been prolific elsewhere. Uh, but I'll give him a six. I see, I'll go with a seven for Gail. I, I thought he was our only threat, to be honest, against Cardiff. I created a couple of chances out of nowhere. I mean, he was trying his best to beat the line, but because I think he knows he hasn't got that yard of pace that he did when he was prolific. And you can see he's timing things wrong because he needs to go earlier because he hasn't got that whipping pace to get into the right positions. I thought he was unlucky the one that just went around the post. I think Ulrich, just good goalkeeping, read him when he did get through. But I've been impressed with Gale since he's come back in, to be honest. I didn't think I would. I thought he was done. But to be honest, I think he is the best of what we've got, Ange, at this moment in time because we know Wesley can't start games. Ryan may... Is, a, is very hit and miss, very inconsistent. And I think Gail, at least he'll hold the line well. He's not good at the well, air. He was the best of our forwards, I'll give you that. From what I've seen so far this season, I think Gail is the best of the lot, which isn't a good indication for the other four. But, you know, give him due. He's come back in, he's been injured, he hasn't been fit. In the last two games, he has been a threat. He has created a few of his own opportunities. I think, I think, if, he, I think if he gets a goal, you know, I think he'll kick back in you know I've got that feeling well, with you him. know yeah I know you say that but look his legs have gone compared to what he was um, and on that one with one against one with the keeper it was a one against one 
Uh, if he'd have had the legs of two years ago, we'd have buried that. And it doesn't matter how intelligent you are as a player. If your legs have gone, you're struggling, aren't you? Yeah, I agree. But I think, I mean, so... But would you would you pick out of them strikers from the performances we've seen this season? I mean, I, I did like Ryan May when he scored that goal, but well, I think I, th- I would pick May. But apart from that, you're looking at Lowe and now Tesbo's played today, which we can talk about in a bit. You'll be looking at them, won't you? But uh, our strikers. I mean, I presume we're going to come on to Wesley as a sub, so I'll leave what I've got to say about him until then. Right, so now we go into the first sub, which was Haksabanovic. I've got it right now, I've been practising. For Vidigal on the 58th minute. A good early sub, yeah. though, Ange. I thought it was a sub that should have been made. I was glad it was made. You can't fault him, he's got a lot of skill. He reminds me of Arnie in some ways, how he runs around looking as though he's God's gift to the football. But I didn't think his decision-making was great. I thought he tried to do too much, and he's getting a six. Five for me. I found it very frustrating, to be fair, What yesterday. He kept running into brick walls. He was trying to... I can see what he was trying to do. He was trying to be on him. Yeah, he was, hard, he, was, he yeah. was trying to be the hero, wasn't he? Because he that yeah. game, it was only going to be won by a wonder strike or some incredible skill. Because it, it was two teams cancelling each other out, which we'll talk about, obviously, with the old performance rating. But I do like him, Ange. I, can't, I don't know if it's because of that any sort of edge to him, but I, I do like him as a player. Oh, I do. I wish he would have his little tips done better, though, on his hair. Just That's just for you, Ian, if you decide to paint them on your head. Paint a few more. <laughs> There's no need for that, Andrew, at all, is there? I mean, what, 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 just abuse like this. And I thought the tips were lovely on his, on his hair, to be honest. <laughs> I think he needed more of a frosted look, to be honest. Yeah, I tell you what, that shows you how good the game was when we're talking about hairstyles of players. But I tell you what, I don't think there's many who beat Vidigal's. I, I love Vidigal's hair. If I, if, I, if I could grow an haircut like that, it's like an half mullet, isn't it? If you could grow hair, you'd be happy. I could always go, I could always go turkey hands, you know this. <laughs> which I'm tempted to with your abuse. Right, so then we move into the second sub, which is on the 82nd minute, and it's the only, I think it's the last one, Laurent for Berge, which I thought was way too late because he was drifting a bit out of it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a late substitution. He didn't have a great deal of time. He didn't do a great. He did nothing wrong. He didn't do anything great. Uh, six. I thought he weakened us to be honest. And he gets a four from me. I thought defensively, defensively we we dropped deeper when he came on. I don't like Laurent. Laurent is a substitute because whenever he comes on, we we go deeper. And invite Cordy for like we were inviting him on, because I I think until Berger went off, I thought we were we were kind of in control of it. We were passing it round. He came That's on. What I said to you when he went off, the midfield didn't have the energy, even though we had other players on. I know we brought a fresh player on and looked more tired, which I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the next one was Johnson for Bay, and I think that was well overdue. Yeah, listen, I I think given the way that Johnson has played recently and, and John Ho has, has come on, um, I, I think I would give him a start in the next match because I thought he was busy. I thought he's got incredibly quick feet and I think he deserves a 90 minutes now. But again, I'm going on your substitute stuff now. I'm giving him a six because even though he had got really good energy and he's, he had good link-up play and I thought he passed quite well, uh, nothing came of it, but I'd start him next match. Like I said, I think I'd prefer Vidigal in the middle to try and get him kicked back in, but Bay would be a close second. He's, he's only younger yet, so, and I think by that point we dropped so deep, Bay was a bit, a little bit isolated, as we could say, but he is, he's going to be a top player, he is. I could yeah, see I yesterday the skill on him and the movement on him. He's, he's quality, just quality. Yeah. And I think we need to go to Korea and Japan these kind of plays because the, the quality that's coming out of them divisions now is there. He, I think at 19, he's probably our best possessional player, Bay. He's, he's the only one I look at and think he could be a 30, 40 million pound sale if he kicks in. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I did like him. Right, then we'll go into your mates. To the week this week. Wesley. Oh, Wesley, yeah. Big Wes, who I'm not sure what the plan is with him. I mean, he's big. I wouldn't like to tackle him. I think he's put on to use an option, but we're not quite sure what that option is when he comes on. Probably 
did nothing unless I'd forgotten anything. I didn't think the ref helped him, by the way. I thought the ref was garbage. But I didn't really see how he could do anything because when he did get the ball, there was nobody moving near him. There was absolutely zero movement at that time. Uh, so I, I felt for him in that respect, but um, five. For me, with Wesley, when he comes on, have you noticed everything stops? <laughs> 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 like, he came on early, and you can understand with Gale, because you can't risk him because of his injury problems, this, that, and the other. Um, and obviously Ryan May's out again, which... It isn't a good signing for it. A good sign for a three point five million pound signing at this level. I'm wondering if we can loan him out in January because he's on a big contract, and I just don't see the point in him. Because when he came on in the fifty eight, because when Gale was there, we were looking like we could maybe create a little chance that can go in. When Wesley came on, attacking just went out the window, and Cardiff controlled the game. Yeah, but to be fair to him, Ian, he can hold the ball up. And, and when we've got somebody moving past him, he can pass the ball to him, but there was zero movement. So what was he supposed to do? Well, I, I agree with you, but there was a couple of times when crosses went through and he was nowhere near the goal lounge. There was He was nowhere near him. And it's like, when you remember, the, for example, Sadibi or Kenwin Jones and these players that were brilliant at holding it up, as soon as they passed the ball, they were making edgements and movements towards getting in the box so they could get their head on it or get some it. Yeah. Wesley, yeah. when he gets the ball, he passes it and then just sort of looks around. The team's broke forward, a cross comes in and he's outside the box. He's not even near the box. I'm like, what are you doing? He <laughs> reminds me of Michael Ricketts, a player that's been so bad over a long period of time that he, he just he's just lost his what to do as a striker or he's scared he'll get a bad injury again but the thing is we're paying him a lot of money and I'd rather play Nathan Lowe than him I'd rather see Lowe because at least he'll bomb and try to get in and he's quite tall yeah. as well so for me Wesley there's just no point in him because if, if we were going to see the real improvement when Wesley came in we would have seen it by now like let's look at his Goals that both have been home goals, the cutback goal and the Leeds goal. It's literally just bounced off his head and hit a defender and gone in. It's true, yeah. So, true. you know, it's not as if he's looked deadly at any point during his stoke time. He just, he just looks like, a, honestly, when I look and watch him play like I was yesterday, he looks like a defender that's been put up top. But, yeah, but there's no, you talk about it, right, but there's no final ball. Yesterday, there was no final ball. And also, yeah, he didn't stick when he got up there. But the other thing I'll say about him is for such a big bloke, right, he doesn't sort of inspire, does he? No, he, he, don't, doesn't, he, he, he doesn't get stuck in. John Ritchie, who you won't know, who was big, but never ever didn't sort of put his head in or his foot in or, or cause problems... It's I'm it's it's the urgency, sure the yeah. It's the urgency. There's no urgency with him. He's he's not a he's not a striker. I can tell just from watching him. He's not a striker. Maybe he could be a hold up cam, but we don't need him. We've got three, two or three players that can play that position. What I look at with Wesley, he's got to be deadly. He's got to get in the box and make movements. But he, he's like a big dope who's been put in the wrong position. He doesn't look like a striker. And I can understand why Villa looked at it and goes, "Oh my God, we spent eighteen million on this on this lad, and he he just he, he's got no attacking threat whatsoever. As soon as he comes in, the opposition starts controlling the game because we start because yeah. because yeah. we were in until the sixtieth minute, we were in that game. Gale had made a couple of opportunities, we'd gotten into good areas. He comes on, it's all Cardiff. So, for me, unless you're bringing him on like the 80th minute onwards as a final, maybe, bit of luck off a corner or whatever, I genuinely don't see the point in him. I would rather have seen Lowe come on or even a young Tez Gal who we're going to talk about later. But then we go into the last sub, Gooch for Larice. Yeah, now, I think Gooch is quite a good sub to bring on because he does he does all, I thought he did all right. Uh, again, because he come on late, I'd give him a six. But I quite like Gooch. I think he's a good utility player to have. 
Yeah, I do like Gooch. I, I'm, I'm actually really the, the players that we signed that was that I, I thought oh, if we had him for have actually impressed me. Ender Stevens, Gooch, and and McNally. They've they've all impressed me to be honest. Gooch, I think he's good at what he needs to do on the right side. I don't like him on the left. I think he looks pretty useless there. But when he's on the right, I think he's good, and I think he is going to be a backup for Hoover. He will be because Hoover's got that quality that he doesn't. But I do like I do rate him. I thought he got in good areas. I thought and, and he did put a good ball in. But Wesley was nowhere near the box, and it just went straight out for a, for a throw in late on. But I do like Gooch. I think he's it, it's a good signing. He's a good player that can you, you know a bit a bit of a Phil Neville where we use him whenever we need to. Yeah. And like I say, the subs that weren't used were Clark, Fielding, Low, and that's it. I'm surprised Clark hasn't got five or six minutes out yet, just to get his get a bit of rust out of them. I thought he might have put him on, but he didn't, and that would suggest to me that they don't want to play him unless they have to. Oh, so yeah, it is a bit of a strange signing to be honest, but it's one of them. So, after a boring nil-nil draw, that did have incidents, to be honest, to be fair, there was bits and things that happened. What is your overall score for the performance? Seven. Seven? Yeah. You do know when we beat Rotherham, you give him a six? Seven. <laughs> I'm going to go in with a... Because of the poor second half, I'll go in with a four, to be honest. I thought that... I, to be honest, it's going to go on Neil this week, but I, I think at home we we should be we should be the better team for me when we're at home. And I thought Cardiff was slightly edged it for me because they battered a second half. I, I don't now we're going to the referee rating. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad either, was he? Middle of the road. I'm going to give him a five. What are you going to give him? I'm giving him a six. Is that all you've got to say? Any incidents you remember? I mean, I thought he just didn't let anything go. I'm not. I'm, we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna do this anymore. The referees' hands. Cause it's always negative hands. You, you've you've never had a good referee. And no. speaking of referees, we're gonna talk about something to do with referees after. But we go into Alex Neal's rating. Right. Well, I thought he he should have made a couple of subs earlier than he did, but at least he made some subs. Um, and I thought they were going to be positive for us, but they weren't. <laughs> Because, um, for some reason, it didn't make us any better. I didn't think the players were composed yesterday, so uh, he's getting a seven. Um, I'll go over five. No, I'll give him a six, because we did get a clean sheet. I think we start, his, his selection at the beginning was right. I like what we did at the beginning. But I don't understand why he brought Wesley on so early, because it just completely nullified us. I, d- I don't... Well, People that wanted him on at half time. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I thought Gale played well. To be fair, for what he had, I thought he played well. Um, because mm. cr- taking DJ off quicker, I would have taken them off earlier. Yeah, I think for me at half time, the change I would have made, I would have definitely brought off. I would have brought off Johnson quicker, and I would have brought off Larice quicker. Because I do like Larice as an energy boost and this, that and the other. But we, we all know that Johnson will be playing next week, Ange. You know as well as I do. He is the manager's best friend. He's, he's, he's his friend. But he, he, he loves Johnson. I don't know why he loves him. Because I haven't seen anything from Johnson to make me go, what a player. He, he's very, very erratic with his performances. Like yesterday, he was anonymous. And he was against Middlesbrough as well for me. Apart from that assist. I think... As well, I, I didn't get the I didn't get the burger one on because there's two players for me that are getting in that team too often, and that's Laurent and um, Johnson, and I don't think they're deserving the shirt. We've got better players for me that can fill in them roles. I thought when we signed Johnson, he'd be a backup for Haksabanovic or Vidigal, whoever you want to play in the middle, or Ryan May maybe, but I think the subs weakened us. They were at the wrong times. Like the ones that were late should have been early, and the ones that were 
early should have been later. I think his his decision to try and get over the top of Cardiff was stupid because they've got a very energetic back line. So playing a long ball will suit them all day, day of Sundays. So he does get a low mark from me, Andy. But we did get a clean sheet, and I think we are. I think our defence is becoming a bit solid there now, Andy. That that needs stick every week now, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And Bottom's come in and done well. So, yeah, I'll take it as a point, but I think we should have won that. It's, it's an own game, and if we want to really push on and become a playoff hopeful and stuff like that, we should have won that 1-0, in my opinion. Well, but, we got a point, and I'm happy with 10 out as well. Yeah, well, I am. I'm, I'm happy at the moment with what's going on. I think Neil's got to start learning how to play a way that can break down good defences because that's been a problem for Stoke for a long time which is why we're not getting anywhere near those playoff places referees need helpers as well but I think they have been on our side a bit more recently aren't they I mean we, yeah. we didn't we only yeah. had one booking yesterday which was amazing Pearson didn't get booking I bet I think he did did you pass him an award when you interviewed him man saying well done you haven't yeah, been booked but, but, yeah you haven't been booked I think Thompson's a very useful sub and I would a lot of would have rather have seen Thompson come on for Josh Laurent, to be honest. I think he would yeah. have he would have given us that Neville kind of let's keep it basic, let's yeah. come come on. But I think when, but when but when you can't have him on because he's in, uh, because he's suspended, you can't have him on, can you? Uh, it is a shame. Right now, there's a subject you wanted to talk to, to talk about this because it's been something that's been nagging you for a while, and apparently it could be coming to the championship very soon, and that is the masterpiece that is VAR. Now, what what are your feelings of VAR? Uh, my feelings of VAR are the idea, the concept, great. But the people in the uh, building that are using it, some of the decisions, some of the decisions are um, less than good that they make. I mean, yesterday, as much as I'm not an Arsenal fan, as most people will know, if I had been a little bit more yet mellow, I would have laughed. But the goal that they conceded from a ball that was out was just unbelievable. I mean, the ball was, it wasn't even close, it was out. They see it's out, but they g give it as in. Uh, and I just, I'm not quite sure how that can be. And it, There's been so many dis decisions, hasn't there? There's been other matches where somebody gave, gave the decision out too quickly and it was clearly shouldn't have been a goal against Liverpool. Do you remember the one that was... Yeah, the offside, yeah. It was just awful, some of the decisions. And then you see some of the non-penalties given and you think, how can that not be a penalty when the blokes kick somebody up in the air? Conversely, you then see somebody not touched at all getting a penalty. And even though you've got the technology, the people in charge still make mistakes, don't they? And I suppose we should have expected that people would still make mistakes, but we don't. Uh, so I think VAR's a bit of a joke in many ways. But now they're talking about bringing it in for corners and the lines along the goal, aren't they? Not Apart from the goal line, obviously, which they wear the watch. But now they're talking about they have the technology so you can see if the ball's gone out properly from a corner or it should be a corner, etc. And I think, wow, it'll soon be a bit like American football where we're playing for two hours while they decide if a ball's gone out for a throw-in. So... Some of the VAR decisions I don't think have helped with the game at all. I think they've made the game far less enjoyable in terms of... You had the Newcastle player yesterday who scored, Gordon, who celebrated twice because he celebrated thinking he scored, then mm, there was four or five minutes, and then they have another celebration. So I think it's taken a lot of the spontaneity out of the game. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of VAR, to be honest. I think it, we need it because I think there's a lot of strange decisions that go for the bigger clubs but it seems to be that still like that now i think that for me the the problem with var from what i'm seeing over in britain because it's only us that do it this way where we have referees at stockley park into who are watching the games and i don't I, how can they make a decision i mean 
it should be just people who we don't know, people who, who understand the rules, this, that, and the other. Maybe people who teach referees would be good at this. You know, but it's like the Liverpool one where it was clearly offside and he said, oh, from the angle we saw, well, aren't you supposed to have six or seven angles? So how did you miss that it was not, you know, wasn't offside or whatever? I mean, how did they, how did they not see that ball was over the line? I saw it on the first show. You could see it had gone out. I mean, I'm not complaining because it, it's a goal against Arsenal. It's given them a defeat. I'm pretty happy about it, so I'm over the moon. But I'm worried that it's going to come to the Championship because you know how unlucky we are with referees liking us anyway. Having VAR in the Championship, how are they going to be able to cope with it, to be honest? With that many games yeah. in the Prem and the Championship, that's a lot of games you've got to watch. The other thing, though... One thing I would like them to do is there's, there's now this plethora of people going down as though they've been hit in the face uh, when they haven't been hit in the face and holding the head. I just, if they, if they book somebody that did that a couple of times, it would stop happening. I, you must, even yourself, you must see, and I'm not just saying it happens in the Premier League, it's happening all over. Somebody will go down and hold the face as though they've been attacked. And they haven't been touched in the face at all. And then you have these mysterious head injuries that are starting to appear to waste time, you know, because you've now got to give people... Um, you've got to give them a time to be seen by a, an official because of the concussion protocol. And I guess when you're playing professional sport, that you'll, you'll take every advantage you can. But my word, some of, some of the play acting now, a few things it would stop. Well, you just need to start putting red cards up. If someone starts diving or, or messing about, you should be looking on VAR and going, right, he's holding his face, can you show me what's gone on? You have a quick look. So for me, it should be all on his watch. I mean, you, yeah. you've got you've got, you've got got um, iPhone ones, iWatches now, where you can watch things on your... There should be like an incident sent straight to him. They watch it on a couple of angles and then make a decision. If somebody's on the floor rolling around like they've been punched in the face and then you, you see a replay where nobody's been near him, then you should send him off because it's 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 cheating. You know, and if you cheat somebody by rolling around trying to get them sent off, it's cheating. And if you start throwing yeah. red cards up like that, that goes away. Telling you now you won't see anybody faking an injury then because they'll, they'll be terrified of getting a red card. But they won't do it. Absolutely. But they won't do it because everywhere else around the world has been doing that since the beginning of football to try and get an advantage because, unfortunately, the world game isn't built on gentlemen like it is in Britain. And that's the problem with us because we, we're English and we're British, for example. We have a, a certain demeanour about cheating and fair play and stuff like that that, unfortunately, nobody else has. There's only us that have that kind of, well, don't you cheat? We don't like cheaters here. In Spain, it's Spain and Italy, it's all about cheating. Yeah, it is, to be honest. It's, uh, it's quite frightening, really. Yeah, because um, whatever they want, it's cheat. It is, it's awful that, ha that happens. But uh, listen, it, it does, doesn't it? But we ought to quickly look on to what's happening next weekend against Coventry, shouldn't we? Yeah, that's next. So we've got Coventry next. Now Coventry, we've nicked their defence, so they're going to be they're going to be let's be honest annoyed about it. They're, I mean, there's not been a lot of people saying they wanted Rose back, but they like McNally. Um, what what do you reckon of this? I think it'll be, I think this could be a a tough one because again. They're going to sit back, aren't they? And it's going to be a team we're going to have to break down. And we don't do well at that. So what are your no, feelings on this? Um, I think it'll be a really tough match. Uh, I think we'll struggle to win it. Uh, but I think we'll get a point out of it. One each. You're getting one each. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 1-0 Stoke. OK. And Wesley's going to... It's going to the goalkeeper's going to kick it. He's going to hit Wesley and go in. I've got, I've got a feeling. I don't know why, but I think because this is what happens whenever I have a go at a player or I have a go at a manager, they turn it around. So now I've had a go at Wesley tonight. He's going to be the hero next week. You watch. Right. And we've got well, no game um, midweek, have we? Well, no, there's no midweeks game. But in in other news, there's our 
Well, I mean, if we can get a good result, which is what I want. I mean, we know what Coventry are like, the defensive, the deep. I'd, I've, you know, I mean, we've dropped now because Blackburn got the result today, but I'm, t- I'm happy with what's going on at the moment. I, I think he's got to lose. Now, now, it's, now this is the toughest task now for Alex Neal because he's now got to prove he knows how to get his team to perform against good defences and deep teams and get round them. Because if we can do that, I mean, Wouterberger could be a weapon with that because he can hit a ball. So he might be able, he might be the winner, might get a little long distance hit and we get the three points, it's one of them. But we do need a win. We need to turn these three so-called easy games into nine points and if we do, we're right in it. And it's, and that's what we want though, we won't, go, we won't go into January looking at possible players that can help us get up rather than looking at ones who are going to save us from relegation in a different domain. So... We take it as a positive, Ange. And there's no news from the women this week, is there? Because they aren't playing. No, again, third week in a row where we've had a league match called off because of bad weather. So we've got a cup game next Sunday at home against Dunstan, who I know nothing about, but obviously the the women will prepare for that and win it. And in other news, many moons ago, we had a goalkeeper called Jack Butland who never was the same again after after his injury playing for England and I noticed that now he's playing fantastically well for Rangers and has made some worldly saves recently so it just goes to show that uh, <clears throat> don't do well at one club they can resurrect their career at another club and I am chuffed for him because God he went through a really bad patch didn't he? Yeah he, he, well he, it's been longer than a bad patch he, his time at Palace was literally pointless wasn't he but he did win a League Cup last year with Man United yeah. back up, so yeah. at least he's won something in his career. He's more than many others, yeah. let's be honest. Right, so that's another one done, and me and Andrew will be back next week, obviously, with hopefully a win, me back level at 1-1 with predictions. So if you want to follow us, you know where we are. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on every Audible channel that you can listen to podcasts on, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and if you're on iTunes, just give us a nice little five-star review and a lovely review if you can. If you're going to put anything less than a five, just don't bother, just don't listen. If you don't like it, don't give us a one-star review. If Ange annoys or I annoy you, go listen to another podcast. There's plenty of others now, there's there's loads. You've got Every Step Along The Way, you've got um, the other one, I can't, anyway, but please join have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. End.